Well, hello and welcome back to the View Church podcast. That is so good to be with you all again. And um, we've been doing Circle Sundays. And if you've been following along with us, uh, we're in, in Advent right now. And uh, we were not able to capture the audio of this Circle Sunday. So we wanted to sit down and record a podcast episode about Advent. And this is uh, what we talked about yesterday is really waiting as a gift. And George, you were um, talking um on specifically Advent as waiting. So before we get into waiting as a gift, can you update anybody that may not have been in the services? Um, a little bit of Advent, uh, maybe updating them on what you talked about even last week, just a quick synopsis of what Advent means and how that can be helpful as we move into the Christmas season. Advent means arrival or coming. Mm. And Advent is like the perfect time of year to um, to acknowledge those places in our hearts or in our world, in our lives that are not quite where we would want them to be. Mm-hmm. You know, something's just not quite right. Mm-hmm. Something that has been holding us back or something we've been praying for or yeah. hoping in and uh, to invite the presence of God into the midst of that mm-hmm. and um, the life of God through Christ to to be with us in it and to help shape it and to fill our lives with um, patience and mm. sustenance to continue to grow and move forward. So Christmas time is the arrival of Christ into our lives in such a way that changes everything. Yeah. And so uh, Advent's just that time in the calendar year. And, and by the way, Christmas time is the start of the Christian year. Mm. So Advent is this time of evaluation, of opening to our hearts to all the hope and Mm. all the struggle and just asking questions of how is Christ present in that and how can we move forward into this new year Mm. a little lighter, a little more hopeful, a little more joyful, but having dealt with... um, you know, the things that are wrong. Yeah. And what we were talking about yesterday was specifically while you're waiting, there are things that are going on that you don't realize are going on. And, um, you know, I've been through, um, we both have this past couple years and especially for me last year, this last year has been a, a year of, um, you know, just it's in essence a lot of chaos and and things that were were kind of falling apart in certain areas of my life. And what was beautiful about that process for both of us was we were able to mirror to each other things that we were seeing as a result of this this waiting process of wondering what's you know what's going to happen with this thing. And 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 I'm waiting on. And sometimes it's it like at level twenty where. You know, it's it's a minor annoyance where you're kind of waiting on um, maybe something to improve in your work environment, or sometimes it's something where it's something very dear to you that you're really wondering how is this going to turn out. So that's like a level eighty out of a hundred. But either way, we're all learning that number one, the waiting phase is best uh, done with others. I mean. That if we had to, if we had to stop the recording here, it would be on that note. Don't it's, do it alone. Don't it's, do it alone. Yeah. Because it's there's, because, yeah, go ahead. It's because uh, it's harder to see in ourselves what mm. others see in us that mm. in the waiting, in the struggle, um, somehow there are always good seeds that are being planted in those seasons. Um, there are things that are wanting to grow and be birth in our lives. And um, when we're in the struggle, 
when we're in the waiting, sometimes we're the ones that have the hardest time seeing it. Mm. And we've witnessed that to each other. Like it, it's a very sacred thing to witness to each other's lives. Yeah. Because even in the midst of the struggle, um, when we're really loved, people see something within us in the struggle that is good and beautiful. Yeah. And um, so you just, you, you can't, you cannot do this alone. Mm. Um, you know, we're not made to do this alone. Mm. And uh, I think part of getting through the waiting is having some really good people in your life yeah. that keep reminding you that there's beautiful things that uh, are going to come out. It's not what we don't need. Yeah. You know, is people that deny the pain or the struggle. We need yeah. people that can sit with us yeah. with that and can hold that intention mm. with us. But we also need people that of depth yeah. that go, yeah, but there's more to you. There's more to life than mm. just this pain or this waiting that you find yourself in. So we're all growing in some way. Yeah. The terrorist is growing in some yes, way yes. or the follower of Jesus is growing yeah. in some way. So we're all in one way. Our heart is being enlarged and deepening in some way. It could be toward something that's destructive or it could be toward something that's healing and helpful mm. and life giving. So um, having people in our lives that can witness to both the struggle and the thing that is wanting to come forth out of that is yeah. so valuable in life. I think that you you hit the nail on the head with what I was about to pivot into. In my this comes from my own personal experience of going through a period of waiting, a period of suffering, a period of of all kinds of emotions. On the front end, if you can start, because there's a little bit of a how to of this that I feel like I can share, because now I start to now I'm on the other side of this where you know I'm starting to understand the fruit that you were seeing that I couldn't see at the time. The first step you have to make is you do have to make a decision which direction you're going to go. And that's the hardest part because as you wait um, and you're waiting on a certain thing to, to an outcome to come or something else like that, you really start to have to decide, you know, is, am I going to, is this going to be a time of learning, of growing, of trusting, of love or am I going to go the other way? And you have to make that decision. And once you make that decision, which I decided, is as hard as this is, I, I'm going to move into community. I'm going to go after some of the things that I know I probably should have been going after, but I've just been too distracted or I've just been too, things have been too calm. Sometimes sometimes these areas of our life, Matthew McConaughey, who wrote the book Green Lights, you all know him from movies, but he calls it a forced winter that he has for himself sometimes where um, you know he stopped doing rom-com movies, making million dollars a year because it wasn't right with the soul. And so he did a forced winter and decided not to do any movies. Well, guess how many years it took before he got another major uh, motion picture? Like five years before he got back into movie making. So you talk about waiting. I mean, you talk about making a decision and waiting for that to happen. But now he's now he's doing movies that he loves. So my point is, is that he had to make a decision. And then you have to realize that what's also going on is you're 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 losing this nature of ourselves. I want to read this quote because you're you're losing this nature of ourselves to know how everything has to turn out. And it's this gotta know mind that is obsessive and I want to read this quote because um, it's something that um, was helpful, uh, George, that you read. And what's odd about this as I read this is when you read it to me the first time, before we even started talking about 
what we were going to talk about on Sunday, we do Zoom calls together and we talk on the phone about our lives. And then you're like, can I read you something? It may speak into your life. And you read it. And I was like, what book is that from? <laughs> like, is that from a new age spirituality book? You're like, that's from the Bible. And I was like, there's no way that's from the Bible. So I just want to say. I loved, uh, I enjoy seeing you so surprised that, that came from the Bible. That well, brings joy to my heart. You you tee it up because you know you know that I, I won't believe it. But anyway, so I want to I want to read this because it's just beautiful. It says, all around us, we observe a pregnant creation. The difficult times of pain throughout the world are simply birth pangs, but it's not only around us, it's within us. The Spirit of God is arousing us within. We're also feeling the birth pangs. These sterile and barren bodies of ours are yearning for full deliverance. That is why waiting does not diminish us any more than waiting diminishes a pregnant mother. We are enlarged in the waiting. We, of course, don't see what is enlarging us. I'm going to read that again. We, of course, don't see what is enlarging us. But the longer we wait, the larger we become, and the more joyful our expectancy. Meanwhile, the moment we get tired in the waiting, which for me didn't take very long, God's Spirit is right alongside helping us along. If we don't know how or what to pray, it doesn't matter. He does our praying in and for us, making prayer out of our wordless sighs and our aching groans. He knows us far better than we know ourselves, knows our pregnant condition, and keeps us present before God. That's why we can be so sure that every detail in our lives of love for God is worked into something good. Now, this is a real, when you're waiting, this is the the, the furthest reach you seem to have to make. When you're waiting, when things seem chaotic around you and you're, you, you'll feel these swells of hope, and then you wake up and you're still in it. And I can't tell you how many times we would have the conversation. I'm like, I'm still talking about this over and over to George, but you're so loving that you would just listen over and over again <laughs> to the same story because nothing was changing, nothing was developing. But there was something but within Jake, there me. There was something developing, and yeah. that's the thing. That's yeah. why I smile mm. is because uh, there is something that others see mm. in us. And, and you've reflected that back to me. Yeah. And like, th- this is what's so important is I remember early on in a transition in my life sitting with you and, you know, was expressing the challenges and the frustration. You kept smiling at me yeah. as I was telling you these things that yeah. were so challenging. And I'm like, <laughs> he's smiling. Like, is he thinking about something else? <laughs> and, I, and, and then I remember a moment you looked at me, you go, it's the joy in you. Mm. That's the energy. That's mm. what you're following. Yeah. And here's the most beautiful thing is that when a friend tells us that, mm. it's not like, what? Yeah. Like, what is he talking about? Like, you know it in the depth of your being that yeah. they're right, Yeah, that that is there. And yeah. I remember you reflecting that back to me and witnessing that to me. I, I smiled too. Yeah, And I was like, that's it. Thank you. Thank you for reminding me of that mm. because um, I don't think I would have seen it with apart from that coffee and you no. smiling and, and, and seeing it in me. So I think we do that for each other. Yeah. And, and what is growing in us that mm. we can't see, when someone else shines a light on it yes. or reminds us of it, something on the inside of us goes off. It's yes. like we know it's true. Yes. And we know that that is what we're centered in. That's mm. what's guiding us. Mm. And we can trust it more deeply. And we can wait yes. in patience and hope that at the end of the day, yeah. all is going to be made right. Well, and that's what's so interesting is you looking back at our conversations, 
um, you articulate it perfectly, so I don't want to re-say it, but but there was this nature that I kept asking, George, am I crazy? Am I crazy for trusting this? Am I crazy and or am I in denial or anything else? Because I, I just want, I was thirsty for the truth. I was I was starting to thirst for the truth. I wanted to experience God. I wanted to experience the peace of God. And then it started to drop in and I didn't need to know as much and it would still creep up, but I was able to, um, I was able to kind of control that urge to control. And I know that sounds like a paradox, but, um, I read this quote yesterday and it's uh, from GK Chesterton. So most people aren't familiar with him, but if you're familiar with CS Lewis, uh, GK Chesterton essentially evangelized through his book, CS Lewis. So we wouldn't have a CS Lewis without this guy, but, um, he says, around every corner is another gift waiting to surprise us. If we can achieve control over our natural tendencies to make comparisons, to take things for granted, and to feel entitled. And what I got from that was that that nature that this is what's going on. It's for this reason. I messed up and I deserve this. All those stories that you start to tell us. But this is the line that I want to read again. We are enlarged in the waiting we, of course, don't see what is enlarging us. The only thing I wish they would have written but was, but your buddy can. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes. Because you are being enlarged. And you were saying, Jake, I don't know how this is going to turn out for you. I don't know what direction, but I'm going to tell you this. You're going to be a different person on the other side of this because you already are turning into a different person. And you were able to see that. And I needed, because you're so close to it, I needed someone to affirm this nonsensical, non-peace beyond understanding that I was experiencing and saying, I just don't know, but this feels right. And you were like, I think you should trust that. Yeah. And I remember, I remember moments when you would accept not knowing as being the most peaceful Mm. path forward. Mm. And, um, that quote you just read, you know, I've watched you live that out and trust that. And I've experienced the overflow of peace from your life as Mm. you've, you, you know, you've trusted that. And so, um, by the way, you're reading out of Romans chapter 8 out yes. of the Message Bible. Yes. And um, yes, I, I wish that would have been written in there that um, you may not see it, but yeah. someone else does. But we all know it to be true. Yeah. Um, and hopefully we all have somebody that uh, sees that that seed in yeah. us and, and, and can call it out. But um, I I love yesterday when you, when you mentioned that... Uh, we don't have to know everything. No. And I don't even think it's possible. <laughs> no, it's not possible. And I think that it gets us into trouble. Um, and it, we, we end up creating a lot more um, problems for ourselves by pushing. And I, the, another thing that I said was I started to realize that truth is quiet, very quiet. And and the voice of God, the voice of my spirit was was very quiet the whole time, but it would, I, I, if I could just, the loudest voice in my head was the thing that I was starting to distrust. Other people's loud opinions of what I was going through, I started to distrust. And that was hard, but there was something that still quiet voice within me that was like, there's something more to this. You know, there's something that you can trust more than the, even the emotions you're feeling, all of these swirls of things that are, you know, your body's going crazy. You can't sleep and all this stuff's going on. And there's something even deeper that's like you can trust. Trust there's something that's going to be on the good side of this. And and another thing that I want to talk about 
the gift of waiting is sometimes when things are calm or even good, we kind of just go on autopilot with being present and, and appreciating things. And, and, uh, Levon Helms was a drummer for the band. The, the band literally called the band, a very famous band. Um, and he was diagnosed with terminal cancer and they were interviewing and they're like, well, you know, you've, you've had this great life. You know, what are you doing these days as you kind of prepare to die? You know, are you, you know, uh, playing drums all the time, like doing things you love. And he said, you know what? I'm really enjoying sandwiches. And they were like, what are you talking about? He was like, I love eating and making sandwiches. And I, and it, and it was funny to me because only until you've been through a period of waiting, do you understand what he's saying? Because <clears throat> for me, it's like my girls are, are instead of sandwiches, love sandwiches, but it's like appreciating them, you know, like I'm seeing them, I'm watching them and I appreciated them more this year than I have since I've had them. And that was a gift because now that never goes away. Now I, when I see them, I'm present with them and I see the gift and I see the trust and, um, you know, we, we have to relearn how to trust in God. We have to relearn how to be a child again, because it doesn't take long, George, your granddad. And, uh, if they're, if they'll be over tonight or tomorrow, they're going to let you know what they want. There is no doubt. They're going to tell you, I'm hungry, daddy. I'm hungry, Papa, whatever you're, yes. whatever you're, it's, it's constant needs. We really have to turn ourselves back into that to God. I think, I think we should, I think when they say pray without ceasing, I think that that's, that's that nature of saying, oh man, that was a really trigger, triggering conversation. God, you know, I'm, I, I want you to know, I'm just, I'm just talking to you. I'm just articulating. And so for me, I started to develop this, essentially this nonstop conversation that was like, I don't know what this is for. This bothers me. Am I crazy for trusting? And then that's when the peace would come. But all that to say is um, you do develop appreciation for as you release the need to know of the future, the present comes. The more that you're willing to, like if you release a balloon and it goes away, the more that you're willing to let go of the future, it's like the present comes instead. You don't lose anything. It's like you, I don't know how the future's going to come out. Before you know it, bam, now the present moment's in front of you and you're like, wow, have I been missing this the whole time? Like, this is enough right here, you know? So I think we should end the podcast and go make a peanut butter and jelly sandwich (laughs) and and have a sacred moment together. But it does remind me of... um, Oprah Winfrey, she tells a story of um, uh, Eckhart Tolle. Mm. She was getting ready to interview him, and she was late to the interview, mm. about 30 minutes late. And and by the way, uh, before we go, I want you to read that last quote on happiness. Yes, I that, will. That's a really good one. Yeah. But when she, uh, you know, she's concerned. This is obviously one of the leading spiritual teachers in the world, and right. she's kept him waiting for 30 minutes, yeah. you know, to interview him. But she shows up, and she... She immediately tells uh, Eckhart, she said, um, oh, I'm so sorry I kept you waiting. And he says, I wasn't waiting. I was sitting silently in a beautiful room. Wow. And I do think what you're talking about, um, there does come this place of surrender Mm. and peace where the waiting is not what we're focused on. Mm. We're focused on the most beautiful thing that is happening right in front of us. And... I do think that's possible. Yeah. Uh, and I think even that text you're reading there that we could trust that something is growing and stay present and, you know, very present in the moment that you're in right now. And maybe, maybe you can enjoy more. Yeah. In well, doing you, so. I think you inevitably do it because you get so tired of talking about your problem. You, you get so tired of talking about your problem, thinking about your problem 
because we're all talking about the future. That's what we're concerned about. It's not necessarily the present that's ever that bad. It's just, is this going to get worse? Am I ever going to, is the future going to be different than what's happening now? And what happens is you finally just get so tired, you, you have to let it go because it's exhausting. And then what's hilarious is as you let it go, like we just said, it's like, I've just been sitting quietly in this room. Like you just have this sense of peace about things. And so in a beautiful room, and like it's even noticing yes, that the room is beautiful. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> so, and I think that's, you know, people call it the light of consciousness, whatever you want to say, but it's like something changes within you. And, and Eckhart Tolle says that a lot too. Suffering always creates a deeper level of experience of your own spirit, your own, you know, you start to realize like, wow, there's a, there's a, there's a side of me that I've never ex- experienced before. That's deeper than just the fears, the concerns and everything else. And I want to read this to close out because, um, two quotes, because I think it's really important about hope and happiness. I think they're very tied in together. Um, GK Chesterton said, hope means hoping when things are hopeless or it is no virtue at all. As long as matters are really hopeful, hope is mere flattery and platitude. It is only when everything is hopeless that hope begins to be a strength. And I certainly understand what that means. And the final one is from, if you might have any Harry Potter friends, Albus Dumbledore, the the head wizard at uh, Hogwarts school, um, has this quote. He says, happiness can be found even in the darkest of times if only one remembers to turn on the light. And that quote resonated with me so much because, spoiler alert, you're not the light. You are the light. There's a light within you, but God put that light there, and 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 God is the light. And so no matter what you're going through, the more that we can learn to lean back in to uh, our Creator, the more that we can learn to lean into other spiritual beings who are on this planet with us that can reflect, hey, you're doing it. You're doing fine. I'm here. And they'll take that fifth phone call of the day to say, did I tell you about this part of the problem? Yeah, we talked about that. Okay. Well, let me, I'll let you go. Okay. And then next morning you wake up, you're like, Hey, by the way, have I, have I talked about this angle? Oh yeah, we've talked about this. So it's like having someone in your life because you can hold that space for someone because you start, you're seeing how much they're changing. And so, um, then that's really what we want to be as a church community is, is, is a place to wait. No matter what you're waiting on, we had people in the church service express a variety of problems. You may have problem A, I may have problem B. We all have them. We all have something we're waiting on, but we can wait together and we can do it and feel love and presence while we're doing it. So, George, you have anything else you want to say to close out? Let's go get a peanut butter and jelly sandwich <laughs> and, and and wait together and, and enjoy. Yeah, we do need to say, um, as we're recording this. Um, we are close to our first yes. Christmas Eve service. Yes, exciting. At View Church. Yeah. So um, if you're listening to this podcast before December 24th, yeah. of 2021, please come out. The Bellevue Community yeah. Center, 4 p.m. to 5 p.m. Um, we are just so excited to be able to together on Christmas Eve for the very first time in the life of our church. And so if you need a place, even for just an hour, to yeah. fill at home, or to, to, to be in community, we, we would love to have you be a part. Yeah, and, and, a, and, a, and a celebration. We've had all oh, such an intense year. Um, and invite your friends. Man, it's a great time. So we, we love you. You're not alone. Um, and uh, if you're out there in the waiting process, um, we know from experience that there will be fruits that even you can't see, but we see it, and we want to be a part of your life as you move through it. So we love you, and we'll talk to you soon. Take care.